Do you do you think we lost them? I don't know, man. I hope so. I'm beaten. It's getting dark. Let's look in here and get off the street. We need to be quiet. They'll hear us. Damn, I'm almost out. Crap, me too. I only have three shots left. We need ammo. I hope this place has some rounds. Let's look behind these boxes. We need to find some food first this time. We can't go back to the group empty-handed. They're counting on us. It looks like all this stuff has been broken into already. I wonder... Oh, no! What? What is it? Look at these bags. It's Death Wish Coffee. The strongest coffee in the world. Every one of them is empty. If those zombies got into this stuff... They're getting in here. They're moving quicker than they ever have before. That's because they are fueled by death now. We gotta make a break for it. Keep what you have for bullets and use that sword of yours. Get behind me. I've got two rounds left and then it's axe time. Let's do this. Will DW and Jeff get out alive? Keep listening to find out. Death Wish Coffee is the world's strongest coffee, whether in a zombie apocalypse or not. The beans are carefully selected and roasted to provide the most highly caffeinated, bold coffee available. No artificial additives. It's organically grown and fair trade. The only way to survive the hordes of the undead is to be fueled by death. Save 15% on your purchase at deathwishcoffee.com by typing the code FANBOYSINC at checkout. How's it going, everybody? And welcome to Fanboys Inc.'s Inside the Batcave. I'm Peter Melnick, and today it is a special episode because of the fact, first off, Jared is not here, but also, by the way, follow him at JaredK421 on Twitter. Give him a follow him on the Twitter machine and all that stuff. But also, we're joined with a special guest, and he's actually be a special guest for the next three episodes. Ooh. The original co-host of this series that was going to happen originally, how it was going to start... Mr. Josh Rosengrant, give him a follow on Twitter at Josh Rosengrant. Josh, how you doing? I am well. How are you today, sir? I'm pretty good. So before we we did our little pleasantries, but before we talk with you more, this episode is presented to you by Fanboys Inc. and is brought to you by Deathwish Coffee. Once again, as you heard at the top of the hour, go to www.deathwishcoffee.com and at checkout use the promo code Fanboys Inc. and you'll get fifteen percent off your total purchase. Now, how can you get a hold of us on social media? Why, myself, I'm glad I asked that. Go on Twitter, at Inside Batcave. Give us a follow there, myself, at Peter Melnick. And again, like I said, at JaredK421. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Inside the Batcave. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Inside the Batcave. And drop us an email. Um, Josh, you, you want to drop an email, right? Yeah, I'm going to drop you a line one of these yeah, days. Yeah, just drop us an email at insidethebatcavepodcast at gmail.com. And you can also find us on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. No negativity, though. All positive energy absolutely, out there. Absolutely, absolutely. So now, Josh, first off, 
what attracted you to the character of Batman? Like, what really made you interested in the caped crusader, Bruce, the Batman Wayne? Ooh. Which, by the way, if you listen to, la- if you listen to the in last episode, this is, first off, this is a continuation of Two-Face, but as, we, as Mike and I learned on that previous episode, fun fact, Batman's mid- or Bruce Wayne's middle name is Batman. Really? Yeah, we learned I did that, not know we, that. We learned that through Siri. Appar- Again, I'm surprised because of the fact, you know, that's, that's really, you know, perfect. Does he know this? Because then we could have just skipped that entire thing of the bat coming through the window. Just be like... We could have skipped the whole thing with his parents getting shot in an alley. And just be like, well, I know my middle name is Batman, so I know what I'm doing on my Saturday now. It's already done. Figured out. (laughs) Absolutely. So now, like I was saying saying before, what attracted you to the character of Batman? What really got you into wanting to become a fan of this? Kind of like the alter ego of somebody you just... Ah, uh, kind of one of those nights where you just like, you know, I just want to dress up in a bat suit, yeah, and just kick some ass. What? Yeah, pretty much. You know what? Just that's what I'm going to do on a Saturday. Probably not, but like, probably not at all. But probably not. No, but I mean, that's what you would like to do. Just be like, I want to be that guy. That's why. What was your first exposure to the character? Exposure? Yeah. Like what? What were? You, how were you introduced to the character? Was it comics? Was it TV? Was it movies? Ooh, that's a toughie. Ninety, probably the nineties Batman. I'm actually gonna say yes, yes, it was the show. Either that, that the show we're talking about. The oh, show we're talking about. Yeah. What a coinky dink. Yeah. Either that or the original Batman with uh, Jack Nicholson. The right. Movie. Right. One of those two. Yeah. I mean, like, in all honesty, you know, it it definitely was a major, 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 major influence on like a lot of you know people like ourselves growing up and it it helped mold our sense of enjoyment of these characters when you think about it really you know Mm -hmm. like myself uh yeah i just always loved batman and the character just reading you know discovering it through this was just fantastic and like do you do you have any memories like specific memories of watching the series oh probably the movie mask of the phantasm oh yeah actually kept me up one night i'm just like dad I'll just go back to sleep then. Pretty much, yeah. Something around those lines, yeah. I mean, I I was excited, you know, the fact, I know you're a big Batman fan. I just, like, excited to bring you on here to talk about this stuff. Mm. Now, like, any, like, you know, did you ever have, like, Batman toys as a kid and stuff like that? Did I ever. Fun fact, though, probably not to tell the audience at home. You probably should not do this. I actually stole a Batman action figure oh, once. Yes. The original Ames back here in Old Sullivan County. I had stolen one. It was out of the package. That was what I told the owner. I was like, I, it was, I came in with this. And it was just one of those cheesy things that was just like, I had to have it. It was just calling out to me. And was my it? dad took me back to the owner. And yelled at you? And, and he was qu- quite uh, cross with me. And I found out two things that day. Batman is still cool and don't steal. And also part three, don't be cross. Don't be cross. Don't be cross. Exactly. Now, my one thing now with this, what kind of Batman figure was it? Was it like the regular Batman or was it like one of those stupid Arctic adventure Batmans that he never wore in the series? You know, going back, I wish, you know, if you're going to steal something, (laughs) which I'm not condoning, by the way, but if you're going to do it, here's what you should do, especially if it's Batman. Get one, get an action figure that looks Really, really cool. I got one that had no cape on it, so he's not nothing of so his cape. Would, so he's not the Cape Crusader, then? Why would you want to have something without the cape? He's Batman, but chooses to be cooler on a hot day. I, I guess. I, he's just like, you know what? He's just like Morgan Freeman. I want to turn my head. <laughs> all right, all right. Nope. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, what What are, like, some of your favorite, you know, the thing about Batman that's known about most is his rogues gallery. What are some of your character, you know, favorite Batman villains over the years? 
Batman villain number one is Penguin. And I believe in the next uh, three episodes, there's going to be an episode where you're talking about the Penguin. Ah. Now, like out of uh, all the different portrayals of the character over the past few decades, what is your favorite version? Do you go with the comic book version? Do you go with you know the television version stuff? Well, actually, no. Let's stop talking about the Penguin. Let's save that for oh. when we are on the Penguin episode. Ooh, uh, more to come. We're going to leave you all out there for suspense. Ah, tingling. So, so now my other thing with this is you know, let me see. Aside from Batman the Animated Series, what is it like any other favorite versions of the character that you've seen over the years? Which character are we discussing? The Man Bat. The Batman. The Batman himself. Gotta go with the original Kevin Conroy. Kevin, well, Kevin's not the original. But I for, mean, if to me, he's the original. Dang it, it's still real to me. True, true, true. Now, any particular favorite episodes of the series, by the way, that you have? Whew, that is a toughie. I'm going to have to go with... Mm, Well, thank you for saving me from that spider that was on my leg just now. I'll be completely honest, folks. We're actually recording in the great outdoors. And, you know, sometimes you have to walk out of the bat cave just to enjoy nature. But we're still sitting outside of the bat cave. Mm -hmm. So the man cave, as it were. No. But anyway. So (laughs) now you were saying. Oh, yes. So I was actually saying words and putting them into sentences. You were. Now I will continue. Um, Let's see. My favorite episode will have to be. Uh, probably the origin story of Harley Quinn. Mad Love. Mad Love. Mad Love is definitely a classic. And uh, people out there, if you're listening, go on Comixology at uh, Comixology.com. You can actually give that uh, story a download because it was originally released as a comic book one shot back in, like I believe, 94, question mark? But, Ooh. you know, it was written by Paul Dini, uh, art by Bruce Timm, all that. And it ended up, like, they said, you know what, this episode is really, really good. We can't just leave it as a comic. So they made it into, you know, an actual episode, which is awesome. You know, you want to do that. You want to, if you want, if you have your best, you might as well throw it out there for everybody to enjoy, you know? Exactly. Because also, you know, think about, like, the comic book market where, like, an issue is, like, you know, only available for X amount of months. And then it's, you know, you have to pay extra or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So you want to be able to give that ability to everybody. Mm Because even, you know, paperbacks, they go out of print. So... Now, on a side story, have you ever thought about, you know what, I'm just going to go in and go for it. I'm going to write my own origin story of the Joker. And what do you think about this? He's a young kid, right? right? And he goes into the classroom, right? Science day. And he has to present this big project. The man has a terrible problem with gas. I thought you were going to go with mayonnaise and like I'm just like, really, Josh? No, 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 day. no, no. But he has a very bad gas problem. And he lets one out in front of everybody. And everyone's mean to him. Next day, he's just like, you know what? Joke's I'm, on you. Exactly. I'm going to be, mm, I'm, I'm fed up. I'll be so honest, he, that's completely terrible. But... He, I'm gonna, oh, just keep, I'm going to keep going. He oh, points sure over are. to this girl and he's just like, because now he has all this confidence. And he's just like, why don't you come and join me in my Harley? What do you think? Crickets, 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 crickets. We are outside, but I don't hear them, but I think it's it's not nighttime. He gets the girl, and he no longer has a gas problem. That is awful. Just absolutely awful. Thank you. So now, Josh, since this is the second part, the double header of our Two-Face episode, episode number 11, Two-Face, part two. Written by Randy Rogel, directed by Kevin Altieri, with an original air date of September 28th, 1992, and it features the first appearances of, in order, Martha Wayne and Detective Leopold, Hmm. who is actually 
somebody else. So technically, it's only the first appearance of Martha Wayne. So now, first off, this episode starts off with a recap of episode number 10. And if you want our recap, hey, you can give the listen from last time, episode number 10. Although, you know what I'm bummed out about with this episode? Yeah. It doesn't feature, or the recap doesn't feature my favorite line in the whole episode. Which is? Harvey, no. Why is that your favorite line? Because it li- is literally one of the worst line readings I've ever heard in my life, and it is so unintentionally funny. With Batman going, Harvey, no. Was it supposed to be more dramatic? Yeah. Oh. So he had that going for him. So now, anyway, with this episode, the title card, Josh, what did you think of the title card? We discussed it last week, uh, last episode. What did you think of it? Ah, I thought it was awesome, which is pretty cool because, thank you. Sorry, he was talking a little too close into the mic. Ah, this guy's great. Anyway. And you'd proceed to do it again. <laughs> I will leave this at here. It's okay. not a snow cone, Josh. <laughs> anyway, it looks like a snow cone. I got to admit that. You know, it's the, uh, the what flavor did you get? The win- I, I got uh, blackberry. I was cheated at this time. You got blackberry as well. Mm. Have you ever wanted Morgan Freeman to serve you a snow cone? Yeah, kind of. I want that to be a thing. Anyway, so now title card, Josh. Title Comment? card, awesome because just coloring in itself. The idea of let's make this black and white. Same thing as his uniform suit. Well, his suit, thing. yes. Yeah. Where do you think he gets his suits from? Uh, let's see. Thank you again. You are great. Um, let's. Uh, what? Uh, that one clearinghouse I saw a commercial of. Uh, you get like at least. He's got to have like multiple suits of the same thing. So I think it's one of those places you get to buy one, get one free. Right. Do you think Harvey gets a great deal? I think he gets a half off discount. Ba da 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 da. Superman. Yeah. That so, was beautiful. So now, I mean, honestly, if we're going with the theme of two, though. Why couldn't the second part have a different looking title card? You know, if you you have two different title cards for two essentially different personalities, you have Big Bad Harv and you have you know Harvey Dent. Because the more things change, the more they stay the same. Right. It, just like when you try and eat the microphone. But anyway, so now, like I said, you know, if you still if you're going to repeat one, at least it should be a cool looking one like this is though. You know what I mean? So it is like it's it's fine to repeat this title card, but it could have been something better. I mean, not better, but you know what I mean, like something, maybe just a follow-up this. question would be, if it's going to be something different, what would you choose? I would go something more with his uh, grotesque side, like a grotesque-looking background, like, you know, maybe like shades of uh, blue and green and stuff like so that. So his left butt cheek. Possibly. Everything must have changed, so the man had a lot of pimples. A lot of pimples. Mm. So now this episode opens up with the car pulling up to Thorne's booking joint as two faces in the car playing with a coin. And, you know, he's going on how good heads he'll leave Thorne alone and bad heads they'll hit him hard. Mean tails. He says heads. Because it's he says heads? Yeah, it's got the heads on it. It's a, it's a double-sided coin, folks. Yeah. So now <laughs> it hits bad heads. Oh, no. And, I mean, I think the idea, the overall idea of having Two-Face with the coin flip, what do you think of that overall? Well, if he gets the bad side... Heads will roll. Well, no, I, 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 I get that, waka waka, but you know what I mean? Like, what do you think of the overall aspect of Harvey using the coin, like, to, you know, determine something? Couldn't he use, like, you know, maybe a 20-sided die, you know, like, all right, the even numbers, we're going to go with this. But if it's more than 10, we're going to go with this. I think that's too complicated. Yes, it is. In a short time, because then more and often... And then he has to pull out a sheet. 
A sheet why? A sheet of, you know, different numbers. Like, number two represents this. Number this th- isn't bingo. I know. I'm so confused. Anyway. So, yeah, but I mean, I like the, I like the idea of the utilizing the coin and just the fact that, I mean, from what I remember, there wasn't, like, any symbolism behind the coin. It was just a coin he really, really liked. They didn't do much with it like they do in the movies. Yeah, I mean, like, that that was something that they could have done. Yeah. But, like, you know, maybe, like, it's his favorite coin or it's, like, a coin, um... What if it, it was something... What if it was something really weird? Like, this happened to me. I came out of what the explosion and I have five pieces of change on me. Now, I have to choose which one of the discarded pieces of change, which one I want to do. So, do I take the quarter? It's, it, I guess it just comes down to which president just does Two-Face likes. Does he like the racist or the non-racist? Well, then. So now, anyway, Two-Face's goons knock down the door and proceed to use their Tommy guns, which shoot at the ceiling. And again, as an example of standards and practices rule of don't shoot people. Because, you know, I believe I've shown you this. It's uh, on our Instagram, once again, at Inside the Batcave. But it's a picture of Batman and Catwoman jumping out of a window. And it's every single thing they were not allowed to do on the show. So you see drugs in there, you know, like a hypodermic needle. Catwoman is naked, but, you know, every part of her body is covered. Was she naked and afraid? Yes. She was, you know, like, it's all these little things. I, <laughs> anyway, and, you know, you see little things like um, there's a little kid there, a kid in danger, breaking glass, gunshots, and, like, getting shot with the gun. Really? You see, like, you know, a bullet hole and everything. Not, you know, like a cartoony bullet this hole. This is from the same 90s? This is um, an original piece of art that Bruce Timm did of, like, oh, you wow. know, what they couldn't do in the show. I'll, wow. Like I said, you know, I'll give you, uh, I'll give a show it to you later on. But like, it's really, really interesting to see that, you know, what, I just got shot to the heart. And oh, anyway, and you're to blame. the hills they have eyes. Anyway, inside joke, people. But anyway, so I think you know, it's it's kind of a cool idea that you know, you can utilize everything in one static image. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. It's like it's pretty much just poking fun at themselves. Like, yeah, we couldn't do any of this shit. So here yeah. you go. So now Two-Face's goons knock down the door and proceed to use their Tommy guns, which shoot at the ceiling. And I just repeated that. I'm looking at my notes. So now Two-Face's goons... You know, since most cartoons... or Have just, repeats, just like me. Or just villains in general have terrible shots. What if they were to shoot up at the ceiling, hit the light, and it's like, I did not intend for the lights to go out here. Now I don't know how to get the money out. We're mm. screwed. Have to back up. Flip a coin. Do we get an electrician? Or do we just go... Heads or tails? Did we get Brendan Franklin? I don't know. No one. That way, he was never on a coin. Yeah, that was a big coin. Correct, Josh. And we moved past. Coins. Correct, Josh Rosengrad, former history major. <sighs> yeah, I had a badge. So now, if Two Faces goons, Min and Max sound familiar, by the way, they should. They're actually played by legendary musician Mickey Dolenz of the Monkees. And Ooh. this is, I be, I'm not really entirely sure, but I know he has an acting career, obviously, you know, being with the Monkees, but I mm. believe he did voiceover work as well, but never again in the DC animated universe. So mm. this is his only appearance in everything. Like, So he's never appearing in Static Shock, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Young Justice, Batman Beyond, etc. Oh. So now, by the way, also, when Two-Face arrives, he actually quotes Al Pacino from Dog Day Afternoon. Is that where that came from? Yeah, the, the whole wondering. that whole line, for the next five minutes, I'm in control. That's from Dog Day Afternoon. I, I thought I, the line was, don't adjust your cameras, or something like that. Well, I, I know don't the adjust whole, your TV set or something? Well, like I said, I know the, like for the next five minutes, I'm in control. 
because that was uh, Pacino's line when he gets into the play, the bank and starts, you know, does the robbery. Which is weird because if you look at the episode from a camera angle, is he talking to us or is he talking to the people in the bank? We don't know. Which is weird. Maybe he's looking past them. It's just like, I, everybody, I'm, I'm in control of everybody. Mm, yeah. You're a wonderful lad. Thank you. So now, could this have been a slight nod to the possibility that Warner was quartering, wow, well, quartering, no. Well, it can be a coin. Wow, anyway, wow. Courting Al Pacino to play Two Face at one point in a live action Batman film. Because think about it, you know, you look at Pacino, he would have made a great live action Two Face. Because this was around the time probably when they were like, ah, oh. oh, crap, uh, what's his name? Billy D. Williams isn't going to be coming back, so let's find somebody else. So do you think Pacino was one of the options? Wasn't he getting older at this point? Pacino? Yeah. Everyone gets older, Josh. <laughs> um, you know, it's a big possibility. I mean, this was around the time, you know, he was big I with Sentinel Woman and stuff like that. If he's saying, oh, say hello to my little friend, is he talking about the coin? He's not actually going to be referencing Scarface, Josh. I'm, oh, that's a good thing. Yeah, because that's a terrible movie. But anyway, so... It is. But anyways, uh, be sure to send your fa- your uh, hate mail to insidethebatcavepodcast at gmail.com. So now, I don't know, I, I just think it's an interesting idea. Like, Pacino would have made a great Two-Face in the live-action sense. Like, thinking of that, you know... Why? He has the personality, and he could definitely, you know, play the role of, like, pre, you know, Two-Face, stoic Harvey Dent. He could do that with his energy and charisma, you know what I mean? Hmm. And then... When you, if you have him play two face, like you know, two face, big bad Harv, you end up having him be this over the top personality because he has that. You know, you look at um, scent of a woman. You know, ooh, come on now. You know that Al Pacino versus when he's very you know subdued. It's perfect. You know, he's he himself has two different sides to his personality. You know. Hmm. Um. Really? Yeah. Of all the people you would think of as Al Pacino? Back in the 90s, yeah. I, I'm i going to shoot in the dark, but Michael Jackson. He wow. Has a, why? 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 He has a lot going on. And stress builds up, and you know what? I'm going to take it all out on you. Or not. Or not. So now, you know, also Two-Face and his goons are walking around, and they take the money from there, including, get this? Yeah. Silver dollars. Which is weird. Hint, hint to the finale. So, you know, it, it's it's appropriate because that this is going to play a part later on in the episode. So now, anyway, one of the goons spots an expensive ring on one of the victim's fingers and tries to take it, but Two-Face informs him that jewelry was not part of the plan, so he has to flip for it. Which is good, because what if that was someone's... He was going to, like, use this to propose to his wife. All I can think of right now with this is that episode of uh, Robot Chicken with the uh, DC special. Do I wipe or do I not after using the toilet? Let's flip for it. Uh, pulls up the pants, walks away. <laughs> I don't know. So now, I don't know. I Again, like, this clearly is a sign that Harvey is mentally unstable when he has to use the coin flip for every single thing in the world. Mm. So now... Good side, though, he leaves it. He leaves the uh, the jewelry there. And Harvey, you know, Two-Face then proceeds to slap the goon. Mm-hmm. Slip, slap. And then, you know, Two-Face then says he wants to leave a message for Thorne. He shoots up the whole place. Yeah, because, you know, taking the money didn't send a message, right? Which, and you know what? That is actually not cost-effective because now you've shot up the place. Now you have to buy more bullets for later on. No so, more bullets. Yeah, he didn't have any more. I mean, you did just rob the place, but now... 
Now you have to, like, look at your monthly. Do I spend on bullets or do I have pasta for the night? <laughs> He's going to have to flip for it. This is true. You know, do you go with, you know, the red sauce or do you go with the white sauce on the pasta? We don't know. you gotta you got to flip for that, you know? Depends on where you are in America. Exactly. East or West. Do you want to have, you know, standard spaghetti, marinara, or do you want to have Alfredo? God, I, I, I'm going to have a rocking day. I'm having... Alfredo. Alfredo. So now, you know, we cut to Thorne, who is asking aloud how much Two-Face took from him. And he says about $20,000. Or not 20000 $200,000. Really? You couldn't go with 222222 Do you see what he just did there, folks? Yes, I did. Wow. So now Thorne, you know, then goes on how he's putting out a reward for Two-Face, $2 million. One for each side of his face. I think that's a smart idea. I mean, in all honesty, you know, it works. It works. Which is, you know what he could do if he posted, like, wanted photos all over the city? He'd just be like, here's one side, it's one million, here's the other side. Now, folks, if we put them both together... If we cut them in half. Yeah, if we put them both together, we get a new person. A totally, a a brand new man. Yeah. Which is weird, because if they're using, uh, if they're going to get color printing, they're just like, a mutated face is blue. It's possible. I mean, you know, don't don't uh, you know discriminate discriminate against the blue people. You know, I mean, I am all for the Smurfs, but like a mutated face. What are they saying? Here? An avatar can go fuck itself. Honestly, Aunt, exactly. that movie is awful. But yeah. Anyway, so now we then enter a dream sequence where pre two faced Harvey is running around in a darkened alley and ends up on a rickety bridge as he is chased down by a pleading Batman. And again, you know. I was surprised we didn't get a random Joker cameo like the ran- the other uh, one before, a few weeks hmm. ago, or a few episodes ago. For no reason, the Joker shows up in a cameo appearance in somebody's oh. dream, in Batman's dream. And just like, I don't know why I'm here. I wanted to do a picnic, but I'm in your dream. I'm here so I don't get fired, pretty much. Exactly. Contractual obligations. So then, you know, Dent goes on how Batman didn't help and then transforms into Two-Face and the rope on the bridge snaps as Two-Face falls to his deadly, deadly, deadly doom. Thank God it was just a, like, nightmare slash dream because what if it was real? Where did he uh, probably end up? You would hope he just lands in a big factory of pillows. He ended in Hohokus, New Jersey. Hohokus. Hohokus, Pohokus. That's a sneezing wizard. Really? Hey. Anyway. So now, you know, Batman looks down and sees his parents under a streetlight who look up at him and say, why didn't you save us, son? And this causes Bruce to wake up in a cold sweat. And again, this is actually interesting because, you know, uh, they, the series at this point still has not acknowledged what exactly happened to Thomas and Martha, but informing us they're dead. Like, this is the longest anything Batman has gone. I have a question for you. He wakes up in all these sweats. Do you think that's how Bruce Wayne stays fit? It's possible. You know what? He's just like, I don't have to exercise today. I'm just going to go to sleep and probably wake up in a sweat. I mean, the dude has all the cardio, you know, uh, relying on, what's it called? You know, running around fighting, you know, crime. I I really just think that he just needs some sleep and a box of tissues and he'll he'll probably lose the weight. But he ever became a fatty. He did. He did. Yeah. But, you know, anyway, around him are nothing but psychi- uh, psychiatric journals and information about Two-Face since his present, invo- uh, you know, since his recent involvement in crime. So what are you dreaming tonight, Harvey? Peaceful dreams, nightmares, maybe both at once. So it's a, a uh, dream mare, dream mare, which is weird. 
It is. I mean, who is he talking to? Is he talking to himself? He's literally talking to This is to why Bruce Wayne, I think, is actually the one who's psychotic. Sleep well, my friend, wherever you are, whatever you've become. I will save you, I swear. Spoilers, he doesn't. But anyway. What if that was in, like, a Christmas card? P.S. I'm a rich man, but I cannot afford anything. Enjoy this card. P.P.S. I dress up as a bat at night. So now, you know, Grace proceeds to hold the picture close to her heart as she hears a knocking on the door, which is a policeman and Detective Leopold. Spoilers, Detective Leopold is not who she seems to be. Oh, my God. I know, right? Coming to talk to her about Harvey. And, you know, Leopold wants to know if she's seen Harvey as they want to find him before he gets to Thorn. She says that Harvey might come back to see Grace. He probably will. I mean, he probably left some stuff behind. Well, Josh, we've, watched, we've both watched this episode, so I think we both know that. Well, I'm just saying, what exactly would he need to come back for besides her? Is just like, I left my candy. I, my, I left Candyland behind. I need my two-tone boxers. Wouldn't that be something? He just gets, grabs randomly grabs a game board. It's just like, I have the coin, and I have a few people to play with my thugs. Okay, I'm going to get, we're going to play Sorry. I'm going to have to flip the coin as to where I send you back or do I keep going. We're going to play Stratego. <clears throat> oh, my God. Yes, yeah, Stratego with a coin. Wouldn't that be something? It really would be. <clears throat> and, you know, they give her a beeper, which she will uh, use to notify the police where she is when Harvey comes around. Which is weird because I guess no one has cell phones at this time. Well, this is 1992, Josh. That makes perfect sense. Because cell phones are more of like a luxury back then. You know, like they're the bricks, the big-ass ones. Well, she's technically a bad person, so she's just like, even if we had cell phones, we're not going to give you a cell phone. And so now, Josh, turns out it wasn't actually a real detective and policeman. It was actually Thorne's lady, Candace, one of the goons. Wow. So, hoisted by my own petard. Anyway, so now, you know, as they drive away, a car pulls up. Speaking of cars pulling up. And, you know, with Two-Face in the car, who rolls down the window and looks at Grace's home? Which leads us to our first commercial break. So now, then we return to, not our commercial break, so don't worry, Josh. You, oh, you good. I was a little bit set, yeah. So now, we then return to Two-Face sitting with his goons who are counting their money together, $65,000. One of the goons tries to take some of the money, but Two-Face stops them and puts his money in the, his wallet. And he says, you know what? Don't get it till Christmas. you got to earn it. No, no, no. You no. haven't done enough yet. So before he finishes, he notices a picture of his fiance and gets slightly emotional. And now, fun fact, Ooh. one of the cards you see in his wallet is registered to Two-Face, but not Harvey Dent. No real bank in the world would uh, would lend a card to a criminal, especially with that as their name on it. So I don't know. If you got a gun to your head and it's just like, you know what, I guess we'll bend the rules. Here's a 50. Okay, they they want to like put the card, the name on the card? Probably. You're saying that? Probably. So you have to end up getting it printed up at another place. Oh, too f- uh, they must have fucked this up. Let's just pass this for now. Like We'll, we'll contact them later. Well, maybe he has Photoshop back then. An early version or maybe a PowerPoint. Or something like that. It has to come out of the budget that they just stole from the beginning of the episode. They're just like, we have, this is why you're not taking any. I have to set this aside for the electric bill. Just do not shoot up at the light. And, you know, the goons uh, stare at him, to which Two-Face says back, what are you looking at? And Two-Face's twin goons go on how if he misses her, why doesn't he see her? And that they'll even bring her to his hideout. Which is weird because then he asks, "Why? What are you looking at?" And I would just be like, "Well, obviously you're the only thing in the room because everything else is dark. There's a mini light on this table." Oh, literal, Josh. You're welcome. And you know, Two Faces. You know, he pulls out a coin and flips it and says, "There's more important things to do." 
He cites it's time to finish Thorn. Are you sure that's what it was? Yeah. In the back of his mind, he's like, you know, I'll get to that later. One day. One, we are actually going to go Christmas shopping. We're going to get ahead of schedule. I have a whole bunch of things to get for you guys. We are going to win that contest for the roof this year. hi And then, you know, Batman and Alfred are in the Batcave as they look at the Batcomputer, all of the places that uh, Harvey has taken from, and they all share one similar trait, the number two, of course. Ah, yes. And Batman reveals all the places are Thorne's fronts for what he actually does, and he thinks he knows how Two-Face wants Thorne out of the way. So, you know, at this point, Batman runs up to the Bat-Cycle and gets on. So now, Josh, speaking of the Bat-Cycle, what are some of your favorite non-Batmobile vehicles in the Batman mythos? Oh, man. Let me drop a bombshell on you. Okay. The original Batman movie. You want to know what's awesome? Because, no, I've never seen it before. The purple villain cars. The purple villain cars? The purple Joker villain cars. I'm talking about, like, Batman's other vehicles. Josh. I don't care. They're better than all the other Batman stuff. Right. I want to ride in my purple Joker villain car. For myself, I, I honestly have to go with... Any of the non-Batmobiles from 66, because, again, I'm a big fan of the Adam West run, and I love I love the Bat-Boat, I love the Bat-Cycle, and I love the Bat-Copter. You know, right mm. to the point where it even has that little Bat, you know, head on the front of it. And just stuff like that's really good. It going. does? Yeah. It's a rewatch. What is that? Is that a bobblehead? No, Josh, not a bobblehead. I would have loved that. So now... Yeah. You know, Batman's motorcycle helmet actually resembles the helmet he wears in The Dark Knight Returns. If you notice that. You, I did notice that, which is great. Yeah, at least has room to move his mouth. Do you think that that was designed again, you know, as a little homage to that uh, run? Yes. Because probably. Do you yeah. think at this point they were like, you know what, screw it. Let's get as many references to things we want to reference out before, you know, like, what if the series doesn't last? Let's get as much as we can in any way in the first place. Yeah, and only real fans will actually notice. Yeah, and like I saw that, I'm like, wait a minute. One thing I've always noticed, though, especially with his cowl, with the 90s Batman, is have you ever noticed that his eyes are white? Yeah, that's uh, common. Why? I don't know. You I gen- don't, like, I, I'm not even making a joke. I genuinely do not know. I guess that's supposed to be for terror, but... Um, they do that with a lot of superheroes. You know, you have that with, um, you have that with Green Lantern, you know, every iteration of Green Lantern, you know, whether it be Hal Jordan, Kyle Rayner, or Alan, I believe Alan Scott. I'm a shitty DC fan for not remembering his name, but I'm going to go with Alan Scott. But, you know. Because usually eyes that are supposed to be scary are like a darker, maybe red. But then I guess people are like, oh, my God, Batman's eyes are bloodshot today. Well, I mean, look, well speaking of bloodshot eyes, look at, you know, Martian Manhunter's bright red eyes, you know? Well, well, he's an alien. I'm talking about humans. Well, yeah. But anyway, so now also, you know, the line, I still feel that somewhere inside that monster is my old friend. That may make him even more dangerous. That's, you know, fantastic writing because it definitely describes what Two-Face has become. He's no longer he's no longer that person that Batman used to know. He's this new... Now he's just somebody that you used to know. Anyway, so then we see a cool little segment of the Bat Cycle leaving the Batcave, and I believe this is the only time... I think they're doing what they did in the first episode. The only time you see the Batmobile move, this is the only time you really see the Bat Cycle move, so they're, you know, getting that out there. Hmm. So now, you know, transition over to E-Double-Day Attorney at Law's office, which is destroyed as some shadowy figures are walking near it. And Two-Face and one of his goons are looking around as one goon finds a folder saying, Rupert Thorne, confidential, which reveals all of the acts he's done as a criminal. Now, what do you think Thorne has done in his criminal career? 
Hopefully he's at least done. You have to do the beginning part as a kid. You have to at least go to your local store. Again, I do not condone this. And steal a Batman action figure. And steal a Batman action figure. You can only go up from there. Probably just be like, Dad, I'm sick. I don't want to go back and talk to him. (laughs) Be creative. Be very creative. More creative than Josh was in the early 90s. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, Two-Face and his goons are looking around. Ba ba ba, and he goes on how he tried to get him for all of that stuff, but it was right here, all along in black and white zebra print, which is just from the title page and his sports coat. I'll destroy Thorin with his file, just like he destroyed me with mine. And you know the goon spots Batman in the window and pulls out a gun on him. Batman pulls the gun out of his hand and crushes the coon's hand, which is. So far, I think that is actually the most brutal way Batman has defeated one of, you know, a villain's henchmen so far. I mean, he hasn't really, like, killed him. No, he doesn't kill him, but he, like, just destroyed his hand. Well, it's more shocking than anything yeah, else. Yeah, that's, like, beyond. Batman beyond. No. He's been really working on those dreams. It must be really helping him out, Clearly. get toting and stuff. So now Batman pleads with Two-Face and says how he wants to help him. Uh, Dent grabs a desk lamp and is about to hit Batman with it, but stops as Batman mentions Grace. We then see him turn his face to just a shot of the dent side, which is a cool nod to the fact that still uh, there is a part of him that, you know, still cares for his former love, you know? Like, there's still yeah. that that admiration for her. Which is like, what if, on a side note, is what, what if she was, like, cheating on him? He didn't know it. I, I, d- I did all this for you, and you, you went out with Dave? Who's Dave? Well, you you want to have you want to have that big reveal. That's actually you know. That is be- that the reveal at the end? No, it's not. You've watched this episode. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been cool though? It sure would have. So now you know, Batman tells him about how Grace still cares about him, and you know another goon shows up and disrupts the scene, causing Batman to be distracted and attacked by Two Face. Josh. Yeah. You were gonna say. Oh. Oh, wait, he, he attacks him, right? And right. Doesn't he, he shoves him into the maintenance stuff. Mm. So Batman is defeated by a broom? Yes. There Stupid. are ways Batman can be easily defeated. <sighs> the dumbest ways the master uh, strategist somehow manages to His get His head him. falls into the mop bucket. It's possible. All that poo he could have wiped up. Gross. Absolutely. So now, you know, Batman catches up to him and kick, gets kicked by Two-Face into a custodian supply closet. This causes Batman to pass out, like you said. The I c- would, too, if I got all the smells and stuff. The custodian wakes up Batman, who promptly asks where Harvey is. The custodian informs him that it's just the two of them. Just the two of us, making castles in the sky. Just the two of them. He and I. I love that. That was beautiful. Thank you. So, you know, Batman then pulls off a piece of the cloth on his hand, revealing underneath a pack of matches with a two of hearts on it. So someone, someone there smokes, or just likes to be a pyromaniac. Are you really? Possibly. Oh. And you know we return to Two Face and his goons as they drive through Gotham, and at one point Two Face sees a display in a window of a husband and wife on their wedding day with the words "and two shall become one" above them. Clearly, this is giving Harvey an idea. Which means he's going to now steal a girl and have her fall in love with him. Of course. Obviously. Obviously. I'm going to name you Martha. Martha? Why'd you say that name? Was that a reference to Batman versus Superman? Yes, because you just made a reference to Batman versus Superman. Oh. I did. That's right, yeah. 
so now there was totally was not you know a random part in this moment where we stopped recording for a few minutes but anyway we then cut to grace's home as she answers the phone and talks to harvey he says for her to look out her window and says the car out there will take her to him which is of course a purple joker villain car no it's not she then eyes the beeper which she hesitantly grabs you know that no matter what i love you is what she says we then cut to Thorne having a temper tantrum in his hideout as he destroys the phone. He finds out that Harvey has the files on him and that he may bring them to the police. So Thorne, Thorne's going to be uh, playing an interesting game with Two-Face right now. What game? Are we going back to... Parcheesi. Uh, I would have liked Sorry, but okay. So now... You get me, I get you back. Absolutely. So now, you know... Uh, we, uh, you know, beeping is heard in the room, which signifies that Grace has pushed the button on her beeper. We then arrive at Wild Deuce 2 as a car pulls up and Grace comes out, accompanied by the goons. She finds Harvey, who puts half of a cloth over his face, covering the damaged side. He's a ghost. Harvey, my name is Two-Face now. He calls his life now a dichotomy of order and chaos, just like him. Me. You know what I mean. Verbally. Not you. Look, like- Stop. Okay. He he goes on how all he listens to now is the way of the coin flip. Chance, Grace. Chance is everything. Whether you're born or not. Whether you live or die. Whether you're good or bad. It's all arbitrary. Again, these are, you know, the lines that, you know, make Two-Face into the type of villain he is, you know? Mm-hmm. He did really good on his SAT. He sure did. She then tells him how he doesn't need a coin or the thing covering his face. She says she doesn't need to hide. I mean, he doesn't need to hide from her. Which is good. It's positivity. The power of positivity. P.O.P. Exactly. Exactly. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Unicorn horns. So Ah. now she looks at him this time and doesn't faint, which prompts her to tell him that she still loves him. His twin goons show up and then promptly fall over, arriving behind them as Thorne and his goons. At last we meet face to face to face. I gotta admit, that's a good There's line. two faces and one face. Waka waka. So now, Candace arrives, which causes Grace to become shocked as she recognizes her as Detective Leopold. Whoa. Mind blown. I know. It's mind bottling. Bobbling. Or boggling, Josh. It like his... is boggling for apples. So now, Thorne informs Two-Face that, Gra- uh, informs Two-Face that Grace thought she was uh, alerting the police to Dent and wanted to save him. She tries to hug him, but he pushes her arms away. You smell, that's why. Absolutely. We then cut back to Batman, who's riding his bat cycle in the rain. In the purple rain. I never did like that, man. Let's keep going. Okay. You're welcome. Super cool uh, noir visual with the lightning crashing and causing everything to invert the colors. Again, you know, seeing like a white, you know, Batman looking white with, you know, like a black background and everything. Just a really, really cool visual. And Batman's still reeling from the hit he took earlier. You know, you notice he's, like, grabbing his side. That shot right into the maintenance. Yeah. That mop almost killed him. Absolutely. Ow. So, you know, Thorne's goons proceed to look around Two-Face's place for the file to no avail. Thorne, though, has an idea and goes up to Grace. He goes on how she has such a pretty face. He says he won't harm Grace if Dent gives him the file, which he does. He's just like, you know what, have you ever thought of modeling? Thorne then says, get rid of them. And before, you know, one of, uh, before one of Thorn, Thune, wow, Thune, Thune, 
It's real thune. Thune and very thune. Thorns, goons can shoot two-faced standards and practice. I mean, Batman prevents this from happening by dangling up the tangling up the guy in a bat cable. You're right there. Anyway, so now Thorn tries to shoot Batman, but Dent kicks him and causes him to shoot down a chandelier, which lands on top of him. Which is weird because some people, just like the song, swings from the chandelier. All right. So now a whole scuffle breaks out between Batman, who is moving slowly due to the injury. Still, he manages to kick a ton of ass, by the way, if you notice. Mm. There's a lot of uh, damaged bodies everywhere. And, you know, it's weird to see Batman and Two-Face team up in this moment. It is weird. What villain would you want to see team up with Batman? Like, down the line. Down the line? Because we've already seen... Because we've never seen Joker team up with him. Well, no, technically, Europa... Of course, though, that was Robin acting, and, like, Alfred gave him some tips, because apparently Robin cannot act, but, alas. And there's also, you know, Batman Europa, where they're both teaming up together to, you know, get a cure for a disease that they both have. So, if you want my direct answer, would definitely have to be Penguin, because that would be something you would never, ever see. Also, because you really, really love the Penguin. I do love the Penguin. You do. And that will be coming up in the next episode. Not next episode, next future episode. Oh, you have to wait even longer. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, so Candace is about to attack Dent with a potted plant, but Grace attacks her from behind, and Dent spots a Tommy gun and grabs it, turning it on Thorn. What happens next? Batman says that the law should handle it. Uneventful, right? Really? This is kind of like, as you're reading this, all I can think of is goosebumps. I had my hand on the page. We're going back. We're going to go in a different direction here. This Reader, is what's going beware, to happen. beware. You're in for a scare. Exactly. The movie was god-awful. I did not see it. But I would love that if that were to be a cartoon, just like you think we're going this way, we're going a different direction. Well, and Dent goes on how the only law is the law of averages and proceeds to pull out the coin. And, you know, at this point he flips it again. Batman notices the stack of silver dollars and throws them at Dent, causing his coin. I mean, to it wasn't. I, if you watch the cartoon, that was a very weak thrust, and like he's like barely pushing because he's in- injured. He like barely pushes it, and all of a sudden it just flies up. Just like you know what? Did that mop really take him out so much? Well, you do realize he was also punched repeatedly, right? He can punch back. <laughs> anyway, so then Dent goes into a panic as he can't find it. And he almost turns into kind of an animal and then starts sobbing on the floor because he can't find that one coin. It's like he not only, you know, got his face scarred, but he developed atomic OCD. Yeah. So. Which is weird because I know we have this certain amount of time on the cartoon, but in real life it would just be like, you know what? Give me like two minutes. Ha ha ha. And I will. (laughs) Continue. Continue. And I will look through all of these coins at just. I'm going to find it because he actually does look through them, if I do recall. And, of course, he's just like, well, I guess it's 2.30. Time to go. Ah, true. Uh, Half hour. Da-da-da. So now Grace tells him that it's all right and she's there for him. Gordon and the GCPD show up and cart Dent off to Arkham Asylum. Where there's love, there's hope, Commissioner. But a little luck won't hurt. Which is extremely weird. Sorry to cut you off. That's fine. But it's really weird because Batman does all the work and then Gordon just shows up at the very end almost in every episode. Did you take care of it? Yes. Well, thank you. Your community service is over. And then, you know, Batman flips a coin into a fountain. Credits. And by the way, the idea of Two-Face's coin landing on good heads in the aftermath of everything, 
That was actually used in both live-action films, which featured Two-Face when he was portrayed by Tommy Lee Jones and Aaron Eckhart. Really? Mm-hmm. Realize. Also, Do you think he made a wish? It's possible. I wish my parents to come back. <laughs> also, by the way, that two-tone suit you see Dent wear in the episode, they would actually adopt that aspect into the comics after doing it in the animated series. Did they they never did that before. He always had, what? like, you know... Like, uh, I know, like, the leopard print and stuff like that, but I think... Which is really cost-effective, if you think about it. I just have to color in white. It's already there. That's true. So now also, by the way, this episode also marked the last appearance of Grace Lamont in the Batman animated series. However, she would appear in various issues of the comic book, which was stylized after the animated series. Very sad. She appeared in the first two issues of Batman and Robin Adventures in a story which features the ending of their relationship. And Josh... I'm afraid I have bad news for you about that. Oh, no. It did not end with her cheating on him. What? Yes. Are we talking about the same woman? Yes. Wait, she was cheating on who? No one. They just ended their relationship. Dun, dun, dun. So now, does this hold up, Josh? Uh, this episode of Two-Face? Of yes. course it does. Why, why, would, why do you say that? Because it sets you up for uh, future roles of him and uh, stuff to come with Two-Face. If you talk about the next Dark Knight stuff that they did with Two-Face, they did a lot of stuff from that cartoon. Right, right. Now, out of all of, like the live-action portrayals like, of uh, Two-Face, who has been your favorite, Aaron Eckhart? Or um, has Dent been seen on uh, Gotham, by the way? Yes. Okay, so we're going to go with the actor who plays him on Gotham, Tommy Lee Jones, and Aaron Eckhart. Out of the three, who is your favorite? I'm going to have to go with the Dark Knight, man. Same here. Yep. Like, I mean, I've always found, like, Dark Knight, you know, the Nolan films to be incredibly overrated. And I love Ledger, but to be completely honest, Eckhart was amazing in his role. He did a fantastic job that does not get enough credit. Exactly. And especially from a visual aspect. Oh, my God, that man's makeup they used for him was I know. frightening. Here's what I really loved about what they did for the movie in comparison to the cartoon. I guess because it wasn't in the budget, but instead, no purple skin. I was very happy that it actually looked like he was burned. Because if you do the purple skin, it's just it seems like a cartoon then, which, you know, was what Batman Forever was. Doesn't it look like he's got his real human face and the other oh, side yeah. is a mask? It's so... F- Wait, in t- Forever or Dark Knight? And, no, in the cartoon. I kind of yeah. just wanted to go up to him in, re- in the cartoon and just be like, I'm going to pull this off. You're a liar. So now before we go, does this episode hold up for myself? Absolutely. You know, while the culmination was not as strong as the previous episode, it was still a great one. It definitely brought a lot of closure for the early days of Dent's career as Two-Face and shows that while he's now a quote-unquote monster in Batman's rogues gallery, he still has heart and will always love Grace. The animation was the best that I've seen in all of the series as well. You know, fluid but not over the top. You know, a very cinematic feel compared to previous episodes, which is always welcome, you know. The writing made you feel for Dent as well, but also pity him, which is a first for a villain in this series as well. You know, other times, no matter how bad they are, you can't find something to sympathize with. This was different, which I enjoyed. Exactly. You know? And we're going to get that in a few weeks with the upcoming episode of Heart of Ice. Mm-hmm. Like, that episode, oh my gosh, like, you feel mm-hmm. for that character. But I can top it because before we get to Heart of Ice, we are going to be doing that Penguin episode. Right, which was not that good. Which, that is your opinion, but I will explain why in future episodes. But Penguin has just as much flaws as any other villain. Oh, yeah. 
Well, I mean, especially with a certain graphic novel that you're a big fan of. Ah, uh, yes, the New 52 short run. Well, Highly recommend. Believe it or not, it was not New 52. It was just a solo uh, miniseries. That's right. So now, on the Mike Noren Batarang scale, what do you rate this episode out of five? Ah, uh, my Batarang scale out of five. Got to get it at a 4.5. Same here. That's my rating as well. And I- the only reason why is because it lacked two things. His face was purple on that one side, and there In was... this episode, it yes. was blue. Was blue. That's right. We're not reviewing Dark Knight, Josh. No, well, that was Batman Forever. I am getting mixed up, and I apologize. Wait, you rate Batman Forever a four point five out of five? No, I was talking about the cartoon. That is a terrible film. It was. Didn't... If, if any of you out there give the episode of We Hate Movies a listen, where they review and you know recap Batman Forever, believe me, you will see that movie in a different light as a result of that episode. So now, uh, Josh, you were saying. But yeah, I didn't like the way the disfigurement of his face was, no matter what the color was. But what I also didn't like was they did not have any Joker purple villain cars. Sorry. That, this, is, this is very true. So now, Josh, do you know at all what the next episode we're going to be covering is? Why, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> it's episode number 12. It's never too late. So now, once again, how can people find us on social media? Again, I'm glad you asked, Josh. Thank you. <laughs> but you can find us on Twitter, at Inside Batcave. Give myself a follow, at Peter Melnick, yourself? At Josh Rosengrant. Give Jared a follow, at JaredK421. Give our Facebook page a like, facebook.com slash Inside the Batcave. Instagram, follow us there, at Inside the Batcave, and drop us an email, Inside the Batcave Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, available for all iOS and Android devices. And also rate, review, subscribe, and share on iTunes. Spread the word like Nutella and let people know about this show. Love Nutella. Nutella's delicious. I have one more quick comment before oh, yeah. we definitely say adios. If he has one of everything, you know, he has oh, any gee, yeah. Mike, Mike already made the re- a joke last week. I last was episode. thinking, because the body's pretty much split, does he have two different sticks of deodorant? He's just like, I got my evil side and I got my fresher side. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Josh Rosengrant. And we are Vengeance. We are the Knight. We are Batman. You were supposed to say Batman, Josh. This has been a Fanboys Incorporated Network production. Found on fanboysinc.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Good night and geek on.